Blog Talk Radio. the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales. Today is a very special day. It is February 7th, and that means it is Laura Ingalls Wilder's birthday, and also Charles Dickens, if you care about that. But we're all talking, Laura, and what I hope is going to go on today, it's a little different than our normal episodes, in that we uh, I want people to call in or you can chat in the chat room and tell us your favorite Laura story. So you can either tell us uh, how you became a Little House fan, or you can tell us how you first learned of Laura Ingalls Wilder, or you can tell us your favorite Laura-related story, which can be pretty much anything. It can be um, something having to do with making maple syrup. It could be when you made Laura's gingerbread for the first time. It could be uh, when you got to take a trip and see a place Laura lived. Whatever. Uh, I want you to call in now and share with me what your Laura experience is. And I have just um, sent out I'm just sending out now on Twitter a reminder of the phone number, and if you need it, the number is 1-877-633-9389. That is 1-877-633-9389, and that is a toll-free number. So if you want to call in, you can do that. And as always, the chat room is open. And we have uh, our first caller, it looks like, ready to go. So uh, I'm going to, when when I recognize you before I put you on, because I do not have a call screener, so uh, the, the Blog Talk Radio switchboard gives me your number. So I'm going to give you your area code first. So area code 508, you are uh, on the air. Welcome to the birthday party. Hello, Sarah. This is Kathleen Wall. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? (laughs) Well, it's Laura's birthday, so it's got to be a good day, right? Absolutely. I had no idea that her birthday was this time of year. That's something I didn't know about her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's such um, it, it's a, a little bit unfortunate that it uh, is on, in February because people want to have events and library things and things on around her birthday because then they can you know say that in the publicity. And at least here in the Midwest, they always end up getting canceled. Oh, it's wow. such terrible weather. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard when you're squeezed in between Groundhog Day and Valentine's Day, anyhow. 
That's true. It, it isn't. It, it really could be a, a little better time, but <laughs> I'm sure they weren't thinking about that at the time. They didn't know that oh, everybody'd want to celebrate. <laughs> so, do you have a Laura story that you want to share? Well, I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't. It's. Um, oh, I'm so inarticulate. Um, I met. I have I realize a different history with Laura Ingalls Wilder than a lot of other people. I didn't read her when I was a young girl. I didn't read her until I was 18. Um, and it was her the last book um, of the series that came out. So she wasn't a young girl on the Midwest. She was getting married and starting her family um, in these happy golden years. And so that was my first Laura Ingalls Wilder. And I'd somehow missed the whole thing. Um, because I grew up in the olden days before the TV series. So, you know, I didn't have that to inform me of it. Um, and I do remember when the TV series started, I was very upset because I thought Michael Landon was all wrong to be Pa. And, uh, and then <laughs> well, I realized he had all the money and he got it on the air. So I had to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Well, there were a lot of people who were upset by the choice of Michael Landon for Pa, especially because uh, he didn't have a beard. And that apparently just in itself was a, a big deal breaker. There were letters to the editor and all sorts of things about how can it be Pa without a beard. Yeah. No, it wasn't what my image of what that was going to be at all. And so, I mean, and I did in the end watch the show, um, but I still would go back to the books and to the wonderful Garth Williams illustrations. I mean, that's my real image of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah, I, I think he really somehow Garth Williams really captured the the motion. I mean, I like I, I like the Helen Sewell, Mildred Boyle version too, but Especially for the clothes. Actually, I think the, that the Sewell Boyle ones do the clothes better, but I think Garth yeah. Williams did just about everything else better, except he has the churn wrong. I, I am just totally <laughs> convinced now. Because it was, it looks to me, you know, in the picture like it's some kind of almost rocking horse style turn. But if you actually read the description, what Laura says, it's a, it's a box turn, you know, with the crank on the side, and it just rocked because they rock because they get off center with the the cream. And he took that a little too literally, I think. But I knew as a foodie you'd appreciate that. Okay. Oh, yes. So, no. And I guess um, my other is a sort of a sideways Laura story, which is uh, meeting Barbara Walker, who wrote the Little House cookbook. Um, so, um, and that was just a wonderful thing. And it made me realize how many um, people that I work with who um, were introduced to the Little House books when they were younger um, also knew the cookbook and that, how that brought them into living history. And so, you know, that's sort of a side effect of the whole Laura series is how it's really interested young women um, in history and in the study of history and in the work that women did in the past, that, um, that those historic work that we don't do anymore um, was really interesting to them. And they wanted to do those sorts of things like churn butter and know the difference between a box churn and any other sort of churn. Well, it, I, I really do think that is a definite 
strain in Laura fandom. It isn't everybody, and, and it always kind of surprises me it isn't everybody because it's definitely me. But you, you get in, <laughs> and they just do, do such a good job with the social history that you just want to know more about it. And then once you start reading the Laura books, there's something about it, and I, I just don't understand exactly what it is, but there's something about the Laura stories that make you want to dress up as Laura, no matter what your age is, at least if you're a girl. I hope that it's mostly the girls or the women who, who, who that would be okay. Just, yeah. So there is there's um, an actually no, I, pretty what, funny. I really um, am impressed with the Laura books too. Is that because I didn't start reading them until I was in college? Um, still enjoyable. They're still they're well they're well written enough. There's there's things going on. It's not just um it's not light. It's there's a lot of depth to them. Um and that and that to me I think is, is part of their appeal. That there's a lot going on there in a lot of different places and it just I don't know, it's just it's really it's just deep. So Well it, it it's a very layered work. And yeah. I think pretty much every time you go back you can find something else if you're open to it. And yes. especially every time you learn a little bit more about, well, uh, to, to pick on one of our mutual interests, food ways, once you know a little bit about how that works, you discover, I mean, not that she doesn't do a great job painting pictures with her words, she really does, but once you have actually done some of the things yourself, then you sort of get it even more that, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what she's saying there. And I didn't quite get that before. And it, it, it just, I, I strongly recommend rereading them. There's just so much there. Yeah, no, they're, they're pretty good. So now, of course, I really want to take some time to travel to go to all the Laura sites because I had only recently, it's because of you that I realized that, that's a sort of thing that was even possible to do. It never occurred to me that I could travel and see these places. and um, So that's like a whole other venture someday, my someday venture. Not in the middle of winter, though. Mm-hmm. Did I lose you? Yikes. Okay, and we're back. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I, I was asking, um, uh, Kathleen, um, you you said you just sort of found out about that. How did you find out that was a thing that, that you could do? I'm sorry, I, I missed part of the question. Oh, okay. Uh, you said that you question. just... Mm-hmm. Okay, you just found out that visiting Laura home sites uh, was oh, something I, that you could it do. It never occurred to me that they were they were. Um, I figured they were all private places, and you couldn't go to them, and that or they'd been like torn down and improved upon. Uh, it just um, and, and so it was through you, and you know, talking about things like Laura Palooza, and it's like, well, what do you mean? It's like you can go to these places, and so of course they're historic sites like other historic sites. I was just, I don't know, it just, I wasn't looking for them, so it never occurred to me to, to that I could find them. 
and I just think that's a whole other layer of, of places that I could go and, and um, things that I could do. Like, you know, follow those, those, um, the travels and, the, and where the different things are. So... Well, it, it's a little—I suppose it's a little harder for you anyway, being on the the East Coast. I mean, and I think yes. maybe Midwest people know it a little bit more. But yeah, it, it it really is. Well, and and I guess I guess New York isn't all that far from you, and the Malone site is really worth going to. I as I always say, it's a long drive down a two-lane road from anywhere, but <laughs> it is totally worth it because because they they started out they they got a late start they weren't actually made into a museum until the 80s but the first thing they did was have uh they spent two summers having archaeological students come out and do a dig so they like know exactly where the the porches were on the house where the outbuildings were and then recreated that so they really started from the ground up nice going they did yeah. So it really it really is worth it. Oh, and it looks like we got another caller. Um I'm going to uh go ahead and put you back on hold Kathleen, but if if you don't mind, we may come back to you. So okay. If it, all right. Mhm. All right, and area now see if it'll Studio is being annoying. There we go. All right, and I'm going to uh Go to our next caller, area code 812. Welcome to Hi, Laura's Sarah. birthday party. Hi, Sarah. Hi. This is Karen here. Well, hello. hello. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. Um, I was just, you know, you've met Kevin and myself, my husband Kevin and myself. Um, I was uh, just reminiscing about our Laura trip a couple years ago. We combined a trip to the different sites. Uh, several of the sites with our trip to Lorapalooza, where we met you. And um, anyway, um, are you still there? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, So we were just talking. um, We went to this Met, and um, we met Lori and Bill Suter there, who are other big Laura fans. And they actually hooked us up with, like, the at the last minute, there was, like, a last-minute cancellation at the Prairie House Manor <laughs> and breakfast, and we got to stay there. Like, we totally did not have a reservation and got to stay there. And I was I remember, remember thinking it was just like being in the book. Like, I felt like I was in Little Town on the Prairie. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And then we went to Laura Palooza, which was more awesomeness. And we went on the trip to Walnut Grove with everyone after Laura Palooza, and that was the day of our five-year wedding anniversary. And we were literally in Plum Creek, on the banks of Plum Creek, on our five-year wedding anniversary, and our anniversary dinner was a hot dog, (laughs) barbecue beef sandwich sandwich at the, yeah, whatever that, the, the hall it was where the, pageant there was it was awesome yeah i mean it, it seems silly you know oh, our five-year anniversary dinner was you know at, the, at a pageant supper but it could not have been more wonderful it was it was awesome but anyway it was lots of fun and it was you know it was like a dream vacation i think i like that better than like going you know to this world or something so anyway i just wanted to call and share and that, that's pretty much it well, I'm so glad that that you you uh, wanted that you called in because I think that 
I, I, and I'm so glad you came to Laura Palooza because I think you really enjoyed it, and and that's what we want to hear that that you really enjoyed your time coming there, and and it sounds like it worked out great for you. Did you get to have pancake men for breakfast at the Prairie Manor? I think Lori and Bill had had pancake men. I, I might have had a bite of one. Um, they gave us so much so much different food at the, at the breakfast. Like you know, I, I forget what I had, but it was delicious and. It was just so much fun, and it was just neat to, like, run into other people who were going to Laura Palooza in a few days. And, Give a shout-out to shout yeah. Jessica. Yeah, and a shout-out to Jessica. Oh, yeah, and we met Jessica Andrews, another Laura person. When we were at Laura Palooza, we were standing in line for Starbucks one morning when we first got there, and um, and we are like, oh, hey, you know, and we still keep in touch to this day. We were commenting on each other's posts on Facebook earlier tonight, so, um, yeah. It was, you know, met a lot of new friends, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think you'd said on Facebook that you were making gingerbread. Did you really, or were you just being funny? Yes, we haven't we haven't tasted it yet, but it is it is cooling. It, it's out of the oven. Yeah, so we did so, that last uh, year well, too. So, what was your experience making the gingerbread? Did you did you think it was hard, or did you? Follow was it pretty easy to follow Laura's recipe? Um, I, I didn't think it was very very difficult. I mean, pretty basic ingredients. I haven't tasted it yet, but um, last year I, I put chocolate icing on it, but I didn't have any this year. So, so we'll see how it compares. Okay. Okay. Now here's the big question: Did you put in half a cup of molasses or? A f- I put in a full cup. So good. We'll That's see. the right way. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so. Okay, well, I hope it turns out all right. Well, did, did Kevin want to say anything himself instead of telling you what to say? Yeah, do you want to say anything, Kevin? Uh, not in particular. I just, you know, you owe me a Star Wars convention. Oh, he says I owe him a Star Wars convention. He's a very understanding husband. He went to all of these places with me that summer and like we even went back to Mansfield this last fall for for their event um, and but anyway he went he goes to all of these things with me and he's just so understanding and doesn't complain he seems to enjoy it I oh he does yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he does I heard the fiddle was really cool oh we heard Paul's fiddle last fall we went to the to Mansfield and heard Paul's fiddle it was awesome oh yeah that that is a big one I mean you could just sit there and listen to it all day at least I could. Yeah, it was, no. that's another like magic moment where you're like, "This is the fiddle that, <laughs> that Pa played and that Laura listened to, and that she writes about." So, yeah, and I was standing there when they put it back in the case, you know, and the guy and the guy who played it, I forget his name. He said that it sounded um, better this, you know, like I guess it always sounds good. But he said that it sound, sounded especially good this year. So, I thought that was neat to hear him say that. I wasn't talking directly to him. He was talking to the, I guess, um, the person at the museum who was opening up the case for him to put it back. But, yep. Wow. It's that that was, uh, sounds like it was a pretty neat experience. Yes, it was. Okay. Well, uh did you have anything else you wanted to say? Or are you ready just to say happy birthday? I'm ready to say happy birthday, Laura. 
<laughs> okay. Well, thank you for thank both of you for calling in. I appreciate it. And Thanks. I'll put you. I'm going to put you back in the green room, and I just want to uh, go ahead and um, make sure that if anybody else wants to call in, you can. The number is one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. That's one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. It is a toll free number, and uh, we're uh, actually. I think we. Um, we, uh, there was one more person who said they were definitely going to call in and they haven't yet so I think we'll go ahead and bring Kathleen back on the line if you don't mind Kathleen oh, so, I know that all right. no I was just well, wondering as, it, as it, um, they were talking about all the food they were eating in different places see it always gets back to food with me um i don't know was there any birthday cake i don't remember birthday cake in any of the laura stories i remember cakes i remember pound cake but i don't remember those heart-shaped cakes for christmas but i don't remember a birthday cake Mm -hmm. no i i i don't think she she had one for the birthday cake she had one for her wedding cake where that she stirred right. up with the fork at the end, and and that's actually what I ended up doing when I was uh, nine. We ended up having a Laura themed birthday party for me, and um, my grandmother made me the Laura's wedding cake recipe, and it was not good. <laughs> it was not good at all. <laughs> but she tried, and that way I also got my first Laura dress for that that thing. Or that okay. birthday, so it it was a good birthday overall, but I can't say that I recommend the cake. <laughs> okay, uh, it looks like bride cake or the groom cake. Oh. No. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there was. Cake? Oh, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't hear the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, about cake, it was. It was a yellow cake, was it, and I'm not sure. Let's see, there was a lot of of uh, having to stir up the eggs separately, the egg whites oh, yeah. and the, the egg yolks and mixing it together. And it was um, it it was a lot of work to do with a fork. <laughs> oh yeah. Which mm-hmm. oh, we, we actually got some more calls. Um, I'm. I'm going to put you back in the green room, Kathleen. We'll try one of the other calls. (laughs) Okay. Um, The switchboard just all of a sudden lit up. So, okay, uh, again, area code 858, you're coming on first. And party. Oh, hi, it's Jan from Poway, California. Oh, hi. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Do you have a more story to share? I I don't have a Laura story to share, except that I was just watching the news, and they were telling a story about uh, the Stradivarius that was stolen and recovered, and it made me think of hearing Paw's fiddle being played at uh, the Wilder Days a few months ago in Mansfield, and how moved I was by that, and it made me remember your Laura birthday party. So that's why I called, Sarah. <laughs> well... That's good. I'm glad you did. It is really something to hear Paws Fiddle. And um, in case anybody's out there hasn't heard it yet and you want to, uh, the 
the, the time you're really guaranteed to do it is during wilder days in September. They sometimes play it at other times of the year, but that's the one you're really guaranteed to hear it. And if you want to hear, um, the, hear it as a recording, Laura Ingalls Wilder Speaks is the one you want to get because that's the recording that has just the fiddle so you can really hear it. But it, it really, I think, is, is worth a trip just to go hear Puzz Fiddle. How about you? I, I agree, and I did post on my Facebook page uh, some of the, um, the the young man that was playing Paws Fiddle that day. I posted the uh, video of that so they can see it on my face, see and hear it on my Facebook page. Okay, well, good. Thanks. All right. Well, since I got a couple other callers here, did you have anything else, or did you just want to say happy birthday? I just wanted to say happy birthday. Let's hear what everybody else has to say. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Next up is area code 417. 417, you should be on the air. Yes. Uh, Sarah? Uh -huh. Hello? This is uh, yes. Philip Bennett from, Mans from Mansfield, Missouri, the, the home oh, of uh, Paul's Fiddle. I, I, was just, I, <laughs> I was about to give up on you because you said you were going to call and then it hasn't called yet, so I'm glad you got through. Um, yeah, me too. Have, uh, I had, uh, yes, I had other engagements, but I'm glad I made the, uh, contact with you. And uh, happy birthday to, uh, to Laura. And uh, she had done so much, uh, you know, for our children and, and the books that she has written. And uh, and that and she's the reason that we're all together, uh, and we have her to thank. Well, that is certainly true. I think she has made a a major positive influence on a lot of people's lives. And um, some of you might remember last year, Phil came on and told us about his experience of actually uh, meeting Laura, which was a, a really cool thing so and and this year you said that uh you were going to have your 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 wife talk too right yes if she, if i get her convinced <laughs> she hasn't said a no yet but uh she's in the next room and, and maybe she'll speak uh, in a few moments but i i just have a few things to say uh here in mansfield david scrivener is a young man who played the fiddle and uh he's very talented and uh, I'm very active in, uh, in the Ozark Mountain Players uh, put on annually. And our website is LarsMemories.com. And that will tell the Lars fans about this uh, year's schedule. And uh, we're increasing the number of shows this year. And speaking of playing the fiddle, I play a part of Paul Ingalls. And I also play a fiddle in the play. And uh, I play it in one particular scene. There's 12 scenes to our play. And uh, in the first act, uh, the scene I play in, uh, uh, the fiddle in, is uh, on the trail. It's the moment that she wrote about after they crossed the river and uh, Jack was lost. And he didn't make it back to him until uh, that night and at the camp. And uh, he was playing the fiddle. Uh, for the girls, and uh, this is my oh, ninth year as playing Paul, 
and uh, I really enjoy it. Our cast, well, one year we had over 80 in the cast, and most of our, of our cast members are children. And uh, as I said, there are 12 scenes, and each scene uh, uh, depicts a... Phil, can I break in just for a second? I just want to tell everybody, I have just set this up for a half hour, but since we've suddenly got all these calls, it will continue to record. But if you're streaming on the computer, it's going to go away pretty soon. If you're calling in by phone, you'll still be here able to hear the rest of the episode. Otherwise, come back and catch us from the archive. But I'm going to keep going as long as people are, are willing to talk. So, um so come and check us later. Okay, Phil, go ahead. You're talking about uh, playing Pa. Yes, uh, it's, it's a musical. There's comedy in it and uh, drama, and um, there's uh, original tunes for every scene. And we have one, two wonderful directors. Uh, Pat Allen, she's a musical composer. She's uh, written most of the songs. And... Uh, Terry Spires is the uh, is a director and and uh, playwright, and these two ladies have been doing it for for twenty well this is twenty fourth year, and uh, each each year they add or they change the scenes, and uh, it's a lot of fun and we do a lot for the, the children and uh, the net proceeds that that we make from the uh, the play that goes to sponsor uh, scholarships for uh, graduating high school seniors who t- uh, take part in, in our production. And I uh, want to invite all the large fans to, to come and watch us. Our first show is uh, July the 5th. So, uh, yes, my uh, I got I was fortunate to meet uh, Mrs. Wilder she, when she came to Mansfield. Uh, Mansfield School and gave a, a talk about her, her books. And uh, matter of fact, I live probably about two miles from Rocky Ridge Farm. And uh, I share a lot of stories about uh, the Wilders. For example, uh, where I live now, my father-in-law, when he was uh, younger, he lived just uh, a few yards uh, down the road from where, where I live now. And he can re- he could remember, of course he's deceased now, but uh, he told me stories about Almanzo and uh, where he lived, as I said, about two miles. His goats would often get out. Uh, as you, if you, as you know, goats are difficult to keep in. Goats, but uh, yeah, goats, the goats get yeah. out. Yeah. Actually, but, actually, my mom ended up butchering the one she raised her 4-H because she said she just couldn't put up with it anymore because he just kept climbing out the barn on the rafters and all this stuff and getting out all these crazy, ridiculous Houdini ways. But yeah, they, ghosts get out. They're, they're, they're more like deer, you know. You, you know how difficult it would be to pin in a deer. But anyway... Uh, my father-in-law, Morris, Morris Moody, uh, he remembered Al Manzo would come down uh, the road looking for his goats. And they'd stop by the house and said, ask if they'd seen his goats. So uh, he was, uh, he, and, that, and back then they didn't have the bush hogs or anything to really cut down the brush. Uh, most of the farmers in this area kept goats. And uh, they would go around to the country, you know, and do as they please. <laughs> They're very difficult to control, but... Uh, they kept the brush and then the growth down, and uh, they did more efficiently than the, than the bush hogs of today. 
and it did a lot cheaper. But, That's uh, true. And uh, as later on in the years, my father grew up and he learned the mechanic skills and he worked on the automobiles in the, the Nashville area. And he can remember uh, Almanzo bringing his vehicle in for servicing. And uh, and my uncle played a uh, pool with Almanzo in the downtown uh, pool hall. So uh, uh, I'm 67 years old. And uh, matter of fact, the farm I was raised on was just oh, about three miles uh, east of Rocky Ridge. I'll... Uh, I'll try to get my wife. She was a docent. She worked at the Wilder Home Museum for uh, over 10 years, I think. And uh, she knows more about the Wilders than I do. Well, I think no, she's love to hear <laughs> She says, she's yep. up, well. She's not feeling very well, and she said, uh, uh, maybe okay. next time. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I hope so, because I think it would be interesting to, to hear some of her stories, too. It, it really is great to get an opportunity to, to hear somebody, you know, who has family stories about Laura and El Manzo. So I appreciate you calling in and sharing that. And uh, just anybody out there, if you haven't gone, I know the um, I know the pageants that people hear about the most for some reason tend to be the Walnut Grove and DeSmet one, but the Mansfield pageant is completely different, and it is well worth a uh, visit. So if you haven't gone to see it, go to see it, and it has great songs, and it has the best um, uh, basketball for the seats, which if you've sat through a couple of the other ones, you know how important that is. So... Thank you so much for calling in, Phil. And I still hope that we can get together uh, a couple people from the pageant to call in and we can just talk about the pageant some night. Okay. Yes, uh, that would be great. And uh, I encourage everyone to come. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. disappointed. I haven't spoken to one person yet that has been disappointed that they, that they came. One year we had a group from Japan. They were uh, part of the uh, Japanese uh, fan club, uh, Laura Engel Wilder Fan Club, and they arranged mm-hmm. their vacation to coincide with the play. So, and we've had people last year from Australia, uh, from, heck, from all over. But uh, of course, most of the visitors are from the Midwest. And but last year we had several from Canada. So, word words are getting out that uh, about our play. Although it's 24 years, the internet has been a great help in, in getting the information out. But I, I promise you, if you come, you will leave with a smile on your face and uh, music in, in your heart. Because uh, we, we really go all out and uh, and try to do our best. And at a professional level, even though we have a number of children in the play, our directors are very adamant about putting on a professional level of performance. So I hope to see you this, uh, this summer. Well, I, I hope I can get to Mansfield this year, too. I have been trying to get back there for the last two years, and it always seems like something keeps coming up whenever I think I got a good chance to get there. So so I really hope I can get You know what? They, the, there's a, an old uh, Jewish saying where they say, next year Jerusalem, and I've been saying next year Mansfield, and I think I've been saying it for long enough. So I hope I get there this year. <laughs> well, I do, too. Um, by the way, do you get the brochures? 
I did. Uh, yeah. um, they have... Uh, they have them on, available online, the brochures, if anybody wants to print them out. And, I, and they're one of the things that I give out when I do my presentation so, uh, to help spread the word. Well, we appreciate okay. all you do. Okay. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to say for tonight, or do you just want to say happy birthday? Yes, happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> my, how time <laughs> flies by. I'm, I'm, I'm 67 years old, and uh, it seemed like, uh, last year, uh, I was just a kid running around Mansfield School, and, uh, and it was a very exciting time when Mrs. Wilder came to, to visit us. And uh, <laughs> well, until I see, until you, until next time, I, uh, it's good talking to you, Sarah, and uh, and to all of our fans. And I wish you all okay. a, a good night. Okay. Good night, Phil. Thanks for calling in. Okay. And since you started us out, Kathleen, I'm coming back to you for the end, even though we're we're uh, just on recording time now. I want to thank you for being the first caller and holding out the whole episode. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, and, no problem. No. So it went really fast. I couldn't believe you said we were running out of time. So yeah, I no, know. But this when, is, when this I, is a really good thing to I'm, do, and I'm you're really good to do this. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it, I hope we uh, can be sort of a sharing and meeting place for for Laura fans and helping get the words out various ways and and uh, it, it's it's a nice different way to do it to have the podcast, but uh, it does count on people calling in and so especially with this episode, I always get a little nervous. <laughs> Will people actually call in or not? <laughs> but. But we we ended up having a, a good show I think tonight with everything and uh, I uh, even though you called in tonight on your own I hope we can get you scheduled another time to talk about you know historic foodways a little bit and a little bit more about exactly what that means and some of the basics I think it would be a fun episode because as I say well as I started to say before that that's the path that sucks you in you start there's something about the books that makes you want to dress like Laura and then once you dress like Laura you want to dress better and get more accurate and then you want to learn how to cook and then you realize that you need the right tools and that gets you into uh, collecting things and gardening so you can grow the right kind of uh, food that you need and it, it's just it, it's just a terribly dangerous path to go on <laughs> no it really is great no and i'd love i'd love to come back and talk about it because she has so many different kitchens and so many different circumstances it's like five yes. different lifetimes every time they move they start all over again but they always they take right. certain things with them and that to me is what's important you know so they mm-hmm. um about what's good and how to take care of things and what they should be looking for so but so happy birthday, Laura, and thank you, Sarah, for pulling together a great party. Laura, where I do a challenge or a project for people to do uh, once a month, and last month's project was that they were supposed to get one of the older people they know to hand write out a recipe for them and for them to hand out a recipe, hand write out a recipe and give it to a younger person. And this next one's going to be, well, it's going to be a stove after your time. I've got about an, an 1890 uh, st- cook stove and it's going to be to learn the basic parts of the cook stove is going to be the challenge for the month. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. 
Okay, well, thank you once again for calling in and being very patient, Kathleen. And thank you to uh, everybody else who called in. But unless you have something else that you want to share, I think we'll probably go ahead and call it a night since we're now 11 minutes over. Okay. <laughs> Hi. All right. Thank you. Do you want to say happy birthday? Happy birthday, Laura. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and again, I appreciate everybody who called in tonight, and uh, we will do this again next Laura's birthday, February 7th, so you have a whole year to think about what you want to say and call in. I really appreciate everybody being here, and I will catch you again on Trundle Bed Tales. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.